Well, on Wednesday nights, we have been ascending to the throne of God. We're going to continue ascending tonight. Uh, there are 14 steps that approach the throne of God in the temple. And that was why every time they would take a step up, they would quote one of the ascending psalms. And that's what we've been studying on Wednesday night. So I'm just going to hit the first six real quick, and then we'll go to the one we're going to do tonight. The very first step up, does anybody know what it was? Get saved. You cannot be close to God if you are not saved. You have to come out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Okay, and what's number two? Get a prayer life. Relationship. Develop a strong, powerful prayer life, which develops a strong, powerful relationship with God. You know, if you never talk to the person you're married to, you don't have a good relationship. They don't know how you feel. You don't know how they feel. Talking is how you develop relationship, and that's your prayer life. So the next thing you do is you develop a very strong prayer life. And the Bible says when you do, it removes all fear in your life. Prayer and hearing God talk to you removes fear. Okay, number three. What's the next one? Go to church. Find the church that God Intended for you to be an active member of. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Find the church that you are supposed to be a part of. Because being in tightly involved in the church of Jesus Christ is what causes your, uh, it causes your whole life to be blessed and protected. You know, the Bible says the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. That's what scares me so much about so many people that quit church during COVID. They just put themselves out there for the enemy. They just made themselves a target for the devil. Because the church is what the gates of hell cannot prevail against. Okay, the next one. Anybody know? Number four. Learn to serve. Serving God is what causes you to get your rewards in heaven. And it builds your faith. So if you need your faith to grow, which every single thing comes to you by faith, you need to find your gift, your calling, and use it in the church of Jesus Christ, His body. The next one is... uh, Anybody remember? Learn to be thankful. Break the demonic spirit of murmuring and complaining all the time. Because the Bible says murmuring and complaining will cause us to be destroyed by the destroyer. And complaining causes our spirit to become weak. And so when we are thankful all the time, we're not thankful for what the devil does. We're thankful in that trial that we know God's going to deliver us. In all things give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning us. We don't thank Him for what the devil's doing to us. We thank Him because of the promise He's going to deliver us from the devil. Amen. Okay, next, what we talked about last week. 
increase your faith. And we talked about all the different things that you can do in your life to increase your faith because everything comes by faith. And faith is now. Hope is future. Faith is now. And if we don't continuously keep increasing our faith and increasing our faith, we'll just stop right where we are spiritually and never grow anymore. We'll never get any stronger in the Lord than what we are right now if our faith doesn't. So that was last week. Okay, so today we're going to read number the seventh step. This is Psalms 126. It said, When the Lord brought back the captives of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue was singing. And they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Lord, bring back your captivity, or bring us out of captivity, O Lord, like the streams in the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. And he who goes forth continually with weeping, bearing precious seed, will come again, will for sure, doubtless, come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. So, step number seven is get delivered. Get delivered from your childhood issues. Everybody has childhood issues. Childhood issues are what causes people to get on drugs. It's what causes people to become alcoholics. It's what causes people to hop from one marriage to the next marriage to the next marriage. It's what causes all fusses and fights. Childhood issues. Things that the devil did to us as children that we interpreted wrong. And it warped our thinking. And we have to get delivered from all those childhood issues so that we can think like Christ, walk like Christ, live in the blessings of Christ. Amen? Okay, let's look at some scriptures on this. Inside of my life and see what was wounded when I was a child and that I'm acting out of that wound now instead of being healed. The Lord promised His church freedom. He promised us deliverance. And you know, Jerdo has said uh, ever since last year that this is going to be the year that we're going to go after freedom. We are going to go after our deliverance. What Jesus has already bought and paid for, but we have not been able to get free. We've not been able to get free. And this is the year. Right now he's teaching on the Holy Spirit. But as soon as he finishes these few uh, more weeks on the Holy Spirit, we're starting on freedom classes. How to get free. How to get free from what the enemy did to us that messed our lives up. Uh, The Bible says that when we go forth weeping, carrying precious seed. Well, everybody knows the seed is the word of God. And see, as long as you have a wounded place in you, there's deep pain and weeping. And sorrow. And that's why a lot of people try to cover it with drugs. They try to cover it with alcohol, sexual sins, workaholics, all kinds of things to erase all that pain from that childhood hurt. But none of that will erase it. The only thing that will erase it is the blood of Jesus and the Word of God. The Word of God will heal it. 
The blood of Jesus will heal it. But it don't just happen because we got saved. We have to go after our deliverance and our freedom. The same way we had to go after our salvation. So when we go forth carrying precious seed, weeping and carrying precious seed, we will doubtless for sure come again rejoicing, bringing our reward with us. And our reward is our freedom. And you know, once you're free and delivered, that pain, when, when you get in one of those situations, that pain will never hurt you again. You'll be delivered. Let me read you a few scriptures about deliverance. Jesus said, you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. That's my life verse. That's the one the Lord gave me when I first got saved. Every area of my life that's not free is because I don't know the truth in there. But when I learn the truth, the truth is what will make me free. And so they said, you know, they always argued with Jesus, the Pharisees. They said, but we are Abraham's descendants. And we have never been in bondage to anyone. They were totally ignorant. You know how many people I deal with that tell me that they do not need deliverance? And those are the very ones who need it the most. When you don't know you need to be delivered, you need it the most because you've moved from the problem into total deception like the Pharisees. And he said, uh, for we have never been in bondage. How can you say you will make us free? So Jesus said, most surely I say to you, whoever commits sin is the slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever. But the son abides forever. Therefore, when the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Anywhere that sin operates in your life, you're in bondage. Anywhere. Maybe the sin is not something that most people would consider sin, like getting angry and cussing and hitting people. Maybe it's that you just get your feelings hurt all the time. Or maybe you just walk around in fear all the time. Those are all sin. It's sin To be offended all the time. It's sin to be afraid of anything but the fear of God. So see, as long as there's sin operating in us, we're not free. So what we have to do is look at our life and the sin will identify where we're not free. Read you another one. Uh, 2 Timothy 4 says... And the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his kingdom, heavenly kingdom. So, see, we have a promise that God will deliver us from everything the devil did to us. Every evil work that the devil did to us in the past, God will deliver us. And then he will protect us from the devil doing those things to us in the future. Acts 7. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. This is what the uh, uh, the children of Israel, when they were in captive and uh, enslaved in Egypt, you know, Egypt is the symbol of being lost. And when they were slaves in Egypt, God said, I surely have seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. And one verse said, and I've heard their crying and I have heard their groaning. So I have come down to deliver them. See, when the Lord sees a broken and contrite heart in us, Weeping over sin, he comes to deliver us every time. 
Hebrews 2.14 Insomuch as the children have partaken of the flesh and blood, Jesus himself shared in the same. And through his death, he destroyed the one who has the power of death, that is the devil. Somebody preached from this very pulpit one time that the devil doesn't have any power. I wanted to stand up so bad and correct them. (laughs) The devil has power. It's evil. It's evil. Killing, stealing, and destroying. But his power is not stronger than the power of the blood. The power of the word. The power of Jesus. And the devil has no power except what we give him. And the way we give him power in our lives is when we sin. When we sin, we give him power to come in and kill, still, and destroy. That's why we have to be delivered. And it goes on and says, the one who has the power of death, the devil, and release those. Jesus came to release those who through the fear of death all their lifetime was in bondage. Jesus came to set us free from the fear of death. From the fear of the bondage of the enemy. And he himself suffered being tempted. So therefore, he is able to deliver us when we're being tempted. Jesus was tempted to sin, but he didn't sin. And so therefore, when we're tempted to sin, he gives us the power to not sin. Matthew 6, 13 says, in the Lord's Prayer, it says, Do not let us be led into temptation, but deliver us from evil. See, that you should be praying that prayer every single day, that deliverance prayer. Lord, deliver me from evil. When I, when I pray over this in the morning, I pray over all the churches. Camden, I say, God, deliver us all from evil today. All of us. That is our right and our heritage as a child of God that we will be delivered today. Amen. Galatians 1 says, Grace to you and peace from God and our Lord Jesus who gave himself for our sins so that he could deliver us from this present evil age according to the will of our God. Jesus gave us grace and power and peace to be delivered in this lifetime. Not just when we get to heaven. Second uh, Corinthians one ten. Jesus delivered us from so great a death. And he does deliver us in whom we put our trust. And he will still deliver us. He has delivered us. He is delivering us. And he will deliver us. All in one verse right there. So there's no reason we should be in bondage of any kind. Uh, Second Corinthians. I mean, no, I just read. Isaiah 58, 6 says, uh, Is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness? Undo your heavy burdens. Let the oppressed go free and break every yoke. Deliverance, fasting is one of the things along with the Word of God that brings deliverance. People who don't fast don't usually get deliverances. You can get little deliverance, but big ones come through fasting and prayer, Jesus said. Uh, all right, Daniel six twenty. 
You remember when they threw Daniel in the lion's den and the king was so worried and upset? And so the next morning, he couldn't sleep all night. The next morning, he ran up to the lion's den. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a loud voice. said, uh, Oh, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? And Daniel said, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouths so that they could not hurt me. Every day, if we pray and believe, Jesus shuts the lion's mouth. That lion that's roaming around to destroy us. Every day, if we pray and we believe the word of God, he delivers us every day. Uh, the Lord is speaking to the church and he says, get up, Zion. Escape. Get away from Babylon. Babylon is uh, a mixture of, of righteousness and sin. It's churches that tell you it's okay to sin. He said, get out of Babylon. For thus says the Lord, he sent me for your glory to the nations. And he who touches you touches the apple of my eye. God takes it seriously when the devil goes after us. But because he has already given his life and shed his blood to deliver us, there's nothing more he can do. We have to believe and receive. He's done his part. We have to believe and receive our deliverance. Amen. All right, Second Peter two nine. For the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation, and to reserve the unjust for punishment, and especially those who walk according to the flesh in the lust of their uncleanness, and they despise authorities. They are presumptuous, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of their authorities. So I, what I want to do now is I want to mention to you some childhood issues that we all have to get free from. Uh, I want to give you the symptoms if you operate under this childhood issue and that you need to be delivered. Okay. The first one we're going to talk about is despising authority. Because that's the scripture we just read. Children who grew up in homes and they did and they did not respect their parents because either their parents were cruel to them or they neglected them or they manipulated or controlled them, maybe abused them. They grow up with a hatred for authority. If a parent abandons you, a lot of times you'll grow up with a, a hatred of authority. And these are the symptoms that you have that spirit. And you may not know it. You have frequent arguments with authority figures. You outright deny the request that an authority figure asks you. You refuse to follow directions or comply with requests from an authority figure. You have a habit of purposely annoying authority figures. You have a habit of blaming others for the mistakes that you make.
You have a lot of anger towards the world. And you feel misunderstood all the time. You're, uh, you feel unappreciated, disliked. You have a strong attitude of disdain and disrespect for authority figures. You're very impatient. You have a habit of defending yourself when you're wrong. You, you are forceful and you refuse to consider feedback from other people. You lash out at other people when they feel slighted, when you feel slighted. And you have a very low frustration tolerance. You have trouble keeping a job or a romantic relationship or friendships. Because of your frequent tension and conflict, you find it hard to follow the rules and the expectations. respect God. And so it's going to cause you all your life to have bunches of trouble. And that was a childhood issue. And you can get rid of it. You can be delivered. All right, let's look at the next one. You are rejected or neglected as a child. And this is your personality. You're easily embarrassed. You get ashamed real easy. You have an emotional outburst and you get angry if you feel like people are rejecting you. You set impossibly high standards for other people and for yourself. You experience bouts of low esteem. You feel anxious, especially in social settings. You have issues with relationships. You have painful emotions when you're criticized or corrected. You have a complete fear of being rejected. And it will fuel you to be a hard worker. So you will be universally liked. You're a people pleaser. I lost my place. Always trying to live up to other people's expectations. You're always thinking about uh, hurting yourself if somebody rejects you. So if you have any of those, then you've got a spirit of rejection working in you. And you need to get delivered. Jesus is the deliverer. I'm going to read a bunch of deliverance scriptures right after this. Because it's almost time to go. I'm going to give you one more. These are the signs that uh, the spirit of abandonment is living in you. You were abandoned physically or emotionally as a child. You, you're always giving away too much. Jardell, <laughs> he was abandoned by his father. I recognize him. <laughs> he used to give away his whole paycheck to the first person he ran into, and we wouldn't have anything to eat all week. I had to quit letting him carry money. <laughs> um, you are overly eager to please other people. You are jealous in your relationships. You have trouble trusting your partner. You feel insecure about your relationship all the time. You have difficulty feeling intimate and emotional. You need to be controlled or you need to control your partner. You always want to please other people. You give too much into a relationship. You have an inability to trust other people. You push others away to avoid them rejecting you. You feel insecure in your romantic relationships. You are codependent on other people. You need 
uh, other people liking you for you to feel good about yourself. You need a continual reassurance that others love you and that will stay with you. You need to control others. You persist with unhealthy relationships. You have the inability to maintain a long relationship. You move quickly from one relationship to another. You sabotage relationships. And you have a lack of emotional uh, intimacy. So if you recognize any of those in you, uh, now when you first got saved, a lot of people have those, you know. But if you've been living for the Lord very long, then praise God, we've gotten delivered. Amen? All right, now let me read you the scriptures about being delivered. I, I can't read them all. There's hundreds of them. But let's just start with a few. God delivered me, this is Psalms uh, eighteen twelve. from my strong enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. So see, that's one you can claim for your deliverance. Uh, 1819, he brought me into a large, wealthy place and delivered me because he loved me. Another promise. There's another promise. He delivered me from the strivings of the people and those who made, and they, and he made me the head of the heathen. Uh, there's a whole bunch more of those. Uh, but I want to get over here to the prayers now. Go in your concordance and look up the word delivered. Hundreds of scriptures that promise you. And all the different things that it promises you're delivered from. Okay, so the way you get delivered is you go to the word of God. And you begin to pray the promises. You pray the promises. And you, first of all, you tell the Lord, you know He's already delivered you because just like you already healed, you're already delivered. But we gotta receive our deliverance just like we have to receive our healing. And so, first you gotta recognize you need delivered. Just like a person has to recognize they need saved. And then you've gotta go to the Word of God and you've gotta believe the Word to get delivered. I'm gonna read you just a few of these prayers. And then, because you can look this up at home, and you can do this at home, and that's what it's going to take for you to get delivered. Psalms uh, 6-4 says, Return, O Lord, and deliver my soul, and save me because of your great love. Deliver me, Lord, lest he tear my soul like a lion, rending it in pieces, and there's none to deliver. See, that's what the devil's doing, trying to tear up your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. He's trying to make you an emotional wreck. See? And he started on you in your childhood. But you can stop him. Arise, O Lord. Disappoint him. Talking about the devil. Cast him down. Deliver my soul from the wicked. Our fathers trusted in you. And you delivered them. Now there's 50 more promises and prayers and psalms just with the word delivered i want to read a few in proverbs it says the word of god will deliver you from the way of the evil man 
the man that speaks ungodly things with his mouth. He will deliver you from the strange woman. Women manipulating Jezebel women that are trying to destroy you. God will deliver you from them. Who flatters with her words, but in her heart is death. Uh, He will... Let's see. Deliver yourself like a roe, a deer from the hand of a hunter, and like a bird from the hand of the fowler. See, it tells you to deliver yourself, and because Jesus already bought and paid for our deliverance, what we, the way we deliver ourselves is we have to go to the Word of God, take the promises, and then believe. And when a person begins through uh, deliverance, this is what will happen. And you'll find this out. We're going to be teaching a lot of deliverance classes. We're going to deliver. Uh, we're going to teach on father wounds, mother wounds, all these different wounds that happened to us as a child. And uh, when you begin to get delivered, when you start seeing the truth, it's going to break open a well of pain. And you're going to weep. For days and weeks. And as you weep. The Holy Spirit washes out the pain. It's like when you go to the doctor and they have to cut open a sore. And let all the infection run out. That's what has to happen for deliverance to come. And there's a lot of weeping. I I could stand here all day long and tell you stories. All day long. People that would come to the church and they'd come in and sit down in the back and they'd just sit there and cry Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. And then after three or four months, they would get saved and be a different person. Deliverance has to come. That wound has got to be healed. And if you're trying to carry on life with that wound unhealed, you may be breathing, but you're not really living. There's no joy. There's no victory. Uh, Joyce Meyer says it like this. says, you cannot do warfare if you're filled with shame and guilt. Because you can't really see and believe who you are and how much God loves you and what he's done for you. That's got to come before you can fight the enemy. And so... The next step, number seven on our ascending to God, is get delivered. And I want you to be all thinking about this and praying about this. Because in September, we're going to start deliverance classes. And we want everybody in the church that you have not gone through deliverance classes and know that you've been delivered. A lot of the people have been delivered. We used to take whole groups down to Dallas to a deliverance school down there and go through deliverance. A lot of the church people are delivered, but a lot of them aren't. And you can just look at your life and see all of the things that you not being delivered are causing all the problems that's causing it. And all you have to do is get free. Because when you know the truth, you're free indeed. Amen? Okay, I love you guys.